Thanks for listening to the Get Over Yourself podcast brought to you by Carol Fit Stationary Bike Program 8-Minute Workouts to Get Super Fit. Perfect Keto, the cleanest, highest potency ketone supplements. MOFO, Male Optimization Formula with Organs to Boost Testosterone. Let's get checked at Home Testing Kits. Try LGC.com. Almost Heaven, Beautiful Compact Home Use Sauna Kits. Brad's Macadamia Masterpiece, The Mind-Blowing Nut Butter Blend. And check out bradkearns.com slash shop my personal selection of favorite products for health, fitness, and peak performance. And here we go with the show. You don't want to be routinely exceeding your maximum aerobic heart rate in training because the training is still too stressful. So whatever you're doing, whether it's running, cross-country skiing, swimming, you're still subject to the metabolic demands as represented by your heart rate. And so when you exceed maximum aerobic heart rate, you're going to drift into the glucose-burning zones and you're going to have a detrimental long-term impact on your ability to build aerobic fitness. This is particularly the case if you be a female, a low body fat female athletic performer also trying to fast and go keto. That is piling on a lot of stress variables into the equation because, as we know, what is the female's primary, most predominant uh, genetic hormonal drive is reproductive fitness, right? So the female is uh, biologically uh, wired to be fit for reproduction, just as the male's prominent biological drive is reproductive fitness, right? So the praise can come along, right? Wow, you did a great job uh, on that painting. I can tell you worked really hard. I noticed the detail on the birds up here in the corner. That's a huge difference from, you're such a talented artist, I love you so much. Ah, gag me with a spoon, as they say in the valley, not in Australia. But can you see the potential adverse impact of a statement like that? Introducing Let's Get Checked. It's a new company that makes comprehensive health, wellness, and peak performance metabolic testing more convenient than ever. You have to check these guys out right now. Go to trylgc.com slash brad and you get a beautiful presentation of what they're all about. And what they do is at home testing kits. That's right. They send you the kit in the mail to get the fluids they need, whether it's pricking your finger, uh, urine, saliva. You just mail it in. Don't even have to go to the blood draw lab and you get your report in two to five days online with all your results. And they offer all kinds of stuff for health and wellness. You get your male and female sex hormone panels, comprehensive nutrition panels, sexual health and disease screening, everything in the privacy of your own home. You know from listening that I've been a huge fan of going to the blood draw labs and tracking my numbers, especially my testosterone and my other adaptive hormones. Been doing it frequently, and that helps me really track the training and lifestyle patterns that optimize health and speed recovery, and also the stupid stuff that I do over stress, over training patterns that trash my hormone levels, and then I can take corrective action. I love doing it. It's really popular, but it's a little bit of a hassle to go to the labs, make the the appointment, wait around. So now you just go to try 
lgc.com slash Brad, get a 20% discount on all their tests, and everything happens at home. It's fantastic. And check this out. The results are reviewed by their physicians. And if anything concerns you, you can schedule a phone consultation with a nurse and have 24-7 access to their staff through your treatment and your resolution. Oh, these guys are revolutionizing modern medicine and self-quantification. You're going to love it. It's so simple. The website presentation is really great. So try lgc.com slash Brad. Automatic 20% discount. Or you can use the code Brad if you're on their website. Otherwise, let's get checked, everybody. Welcome to a Q&A show. The listeners have spoken, or at least written, yes, sending me some very interesting questions. Let's get right into them. And please, send some yourself. Feedback, comments, questions, get over yourself podcast at gmail.com. You only have to type it once and then it's in your contacts. Then you can send me a comment every show if you want. Hey, pretty good. Very good. Better than average. Uh, a little sleepy. I don't know. I'll take it. We appreciate it. Very much so. Hearing from you. And especially if you have the inclination to leave a review uh, wherever you consume podcasts. Uh, most people are on Apple Podcasts. Uh, there's now market share coming from other people like Spotify, Google Play. So wherever you listen to podcasts, if you can just push a couple buttons and write a nice review, it really helps with the algorithms and people uh, finding the show and listening to it. Uh, I know with Apple, it's a little bit tedious. You have to go to desktop iTunes, uh, navigate to find the podcasts on the list of uh, shows there. And then there's a button that says write a review, leave a review, and you can leave your five-star review and some comments for the others in the world to share the message. So thanks for leaving the review and thanks for writing in with feedback. Get over yourself podcast at gmail.com. Wade wrote in and says... Uh, my question's about Nordic skiing. And a lot of times it does not permit low heart rate training due to the altitude and due to the hills. The metabolic demands are pretty high. No kidding, man. Uh, Nordic skiers have been found to have the highest VO2 max of any athletic group. And that is because of the extreme metabolic demands placed on both their lower body and their upper body. Right, So a cyclist in the Tour de France, pretty impressive physical specimen, but the upper body uh, not terribly uh, activated, right? Uh, even the triathlete is using upper and lower body, uh, but the ability to, uh, to push at near maximum for long periods of time because of the low-impact nature of cross-country skiing, these guys are the true cardiovascular machines of the planet. They're unsurpassed. Marathon runner, of course, Kipchoge and the rest are phenomenal physical specimens, but the high-impact trauma of running uh, gives them about a couple hours of going all out in a world-class marathon, and then they're done. But some of these cross-country guys are going for longer than that with elevated heart rates, crazy metabolic demands. So Wade asks a very appropriate question. Is the low-carb approach really consistent with that? I'm not asking if the sugar-laden white flour, any carb approach is better, but how can the low-carb approach really work with the polarized training demanded by Nordic skiing as compared to 
a diet higher in nutritious carbs. Whew. Well, here's the thing. The parameters of aerobic heart rate training still apply. So even if you're a cross-country skier, you don't want to be routinely exceeding your maximum aerobic heart rate in training because the training is still too stressful. So whatever you're doing, whether it's running, cross-country skiing, swimming, you're still subject to the metabolic demands as represented by your heart rate. And so when you exceed maximum aerobic heart rate, you're going to drift into the glucose burning zones and you're going to have a detrimental long-term impact on your ability to build aerobic fitness. So I understand that there's altitude and hills out there. Uh, I'm going to address another question later on where I reference my own example of going up to Tahoe and having a couple awesome mountain bike rides in a row, one of them unintended, kind of getting lost, and the first one uh, intended but so difficult because I'm not really in shape for biking anymore uh, that I was beep, beep, beeping, exceeding my aerobic heart rate and consequently had a long recovery time after. It was kind of a bummer. Uh, you have to keep that heart rate under the aerobic maximum in order to uh, progress with your training and uh, avoid the uh, overtraining burnout conditions. So altitude and hills just means that you're going to have to go slower and you're going to have to figure out a way to go slower. I think you can do it on skate skis. Just turn those things out and walk up a hill, right? You don't have to go fast up a hill. And with mountain bikers, you can find that easiest gear and pedal to the extent that you're barely staying upright and keep that heart rate down in the aerobic zone. So my first challenge is to see if you can go slower and keep that heart rate low regardless of the terrain or the circumstances. And I'm calling myself out that I didn't do a good job of doing that, but it's possible to go even slower and be gentle on that heart so that you don't have that uh, ex excessive carbohydrate demand that comes from these depleting workouts. Uh, I want to tell you about wildhealth.com. They're an online provider of comprehensive precision medicine and health consultation services. They offer DNA analysis, custom lab panels, extensive medical intake form with family history and lifestyle preferences, and regular online visits with a board-certified precision medicine physician and a health coach whom you can message anytime through their convenient app. Wild Health evaluates your data to determine what you need for nutrition, exercise, sleep, and supplements, and you can experiment, consult, and retest to get everything dialed in. You'll get a cutting-edge epigenetic test of DNA methylation to calculate your all-important biological age and have fun lowering your age over time instead of following the mainstream path to accelerated aging. It's time to strive for awesome instead of just normal. Did you realize that only 6.8% of Americans are deemed metabolically healthy and only 2% are declared optimal? That's disgraceful, but you can turn things around quickly. Please visit wildhealth.com and you will see that this is the absolute gold standard of personalized medicine and it's available to you right now. Telemedicine available anywhere in the USA. Wild Health is generously extending BRAD podcast listeners 20% off the cost of membership. 
Just visit wildhealth.com/brad or use the code brad20 at checkout to get 20% off and start taking control of your health today at wildhealth.com/brad. That said, now we can talk about the role of carbohydrates in the lifestyle of a high-performing athlete. And I am getting a little tired of the controversy and the debating and the hair splitting. So I want to kind of take a big picture approach here and encourage you to uh, follow your natural appetite and let that guide you to uh, your decision for whether to consume carbs or not. And I think this approach of being overly regimented, uh, counting your macronutrient grams uh, because you're trying to be keto and you're also trying to be uh, an, an Ironman triathlete or anything where you're trying to balance these disparate goals and ignore maybe appetite signals that are uh, signaling you to go consume more nutritious carbohydrates. I think we just have to back off a little bit, relax, and let your appetite guide you. And I'm coming from personal experience here because I find if I look back upon reflection that my uh, periods of increased carb intake are associated with periods of uh, increased training volume or in training intensity, right? Training degree of difficulty. And it just kind of happens naturally without even thinking about it. So I'm going to advocate for that uh, style of just going with the flow a little bit here. Now, uh, my enthusiasm for fasting is not diminished or for uh, the benefits of keto, but I find a lot of times my extended fasts come on days where I'm doing little or no exercise of note. Uh, but when you try to pair those together, at least in my experience, I've found that to be potentially detrimental. So if I'm going out and doing uh, a high-intensity sprint workout and then deciding to fast for hours afterward after I perform the workout in a fasted state anyway, I'm kind of doubling up on these wonderful benefits that we read about, about mitochondrial biogenesis, about autophagy. This is when the cells are starved for energy they become uh, more efficient with their functioning. You make more mitochondria. Those are the uh, energy-producing power plants located inside each cell that help process uh, calories without the oxidative stress or the inflammation. So they make you a cleaner burning uh, operation. You're like a solar power plant rather than a coal plant who lives on sugar. And so all these benefits accrue when you uh, force your cells to become more efficient by not overfeeding them, which is basically the essence of modern life, is continued overfeeding of the cells. You get accelerated cell division, inefficient cell repair, and accelerated aging. So if you do a sprint workout or a, a weight workout or a long-distance endurance workout and your cells are depleted of energy, that's when they start to do better at recycling old material, repairing, rejuvenating, rebuilding, and you become a more efficient human being. Same with fast right? So if you put those two together, you're kind of achieving the same goals to the extent that it's possible to overstress the body and stimulate what? A fight or flight response to make yourself a little sugar. Come on, give me some sugar, right? And so the fight or flight response is going to initiate this process called gluconeogenesis, where you break down uh, certain amino acids in your lean muscle tissue and send them to the liver to make glucose to deliver to your brain because you haven't eaten in a long time and you did a kick-ass workout in the morning. So we want to be careful overdoing all the 
these uh, touted benefits of uh, fasting, carb restriction uh, when we are a high-performing athlete. Now, if you are uh, obese, have metabolic dysfunction, uh, pre-diabetic, all these kind of things where you are uh, coming off a or indicating a pattern of decades-long overfeeding and poor dietary choices, you stand to gain a lot more from extended fasting, uh, carb restriction, things like that, because you need to turn that metabolism around and unlock your fat-burning potential. Uh, even if you're a high-performing athlete and you declare yourself to be uh, 10 or 20 pounds uh, of excess body fat still on the body despite devoted efforts, then you're going to do really well with uh, emphasizing more fasting and more carb restriction. If you already are lean, high-performing, and trying to uh, perform and recover from an impressive slew of workouts, you're going to stand to benefit less and possibly have more risk of for example, uh, compensatory mechanisms that slow down your metabolism because you're training hard and not consuming enough calories, uh, delayed recovery because you haven't replenished, um, and also the uh, fight-or-flight uh, activation of gluconeogenesis because you're simply running out of energy. This is particularly the case if you be a female, a low body fat female athletic performer also trying to fast and go keto. That is piling on a lot of stress variables into the equation because, as we know, what is the female's primary, most predominant uh, genetic hormonal drive is reproductive fitness. Right, So the female is uh, biologically uh, wired to be fit for reproduction, just as the male's prominent biological drive is reproductive fitness, right? Uh, preserving healthy testosterone levels, and that's why high-stress lifestyle habits trash your testosterone, uh, whatever they are, bad diet, too much exercise, not enough exercise, etc. So the female who's trying to stay uh, reproductively fit and fertile is going to have a uh, genetic signaling to preserve body fat rather than shed more body fat to get that six pack so you can appear on the cover of whatever magazine that is in conflict with reproductive fitness so if you're already low body fat and you're dabbling in fasting and carb restriction that could send you into hormonal spiral uh, where you uh, come up with uh, thyroid, adrenal problems, and the females in the high-performing athletic community are well aware of all these risks and dangers. So um, these are the population group that is going to want to make a devoted effort to feed yourself well as you're performing these uh, great workouts. Dr. Tommy Wood, uh, he's been a guest on the show uh, a few times, and I did some great summary recordings of all the insights provided by Dr. Tommy, a resource of information. Uh, he had some uh, epic quotes about the athletes that he uh, consults with and send their food diaries in for evaluation as part of his services. And he says, I'm looking at these food diaries of these, you know, high, hard training athletes, and they'll say, uh, breakfast, uh, two eggs and half an avocado. And he says, come on, man, eat a real breakfast, make it six eggs and a full avocado. You're an athlete out there burning the calories, get some real food in you. Okay, so... Wade, I hope that answers your question about uh, Nordic skiing and how does it compare? How does the low carb diet pair up with that ambitious training? If you're low body fat, you're performing well, 
of course, adding more nutritious carbs uh, subject to your appetite guidelines is going to be my recommendation there. And greetings, my fitness-minded listeners. I want to acquaint you with the Primal Fitness Expert Certification Program, the most comprehensive home study multimedia fitness education course in the world. If you want to enhance your personal knowledge of all aspects of leading a healthy, active, fit lifestyle, this total immersion course will be life-changing. I'm the lead instructor and author of the course, and we have 14 chapters of extensive written content with over 100 accompanying videos covering topics such as general everyday movement, including micro-workouts and dynamic workstation tips, the full experience of gym-based strength training and all the different modalities, a complete presentation on all aspects of sprinting, both running and low-impact options, an assortment of high-intensity interval training and high-intensity repeat training strategies, a detailed education on the principles and practical application of aerobic endurance training, and extensive commentary, the most you will find in any publication, on all aspects and symptoms of overtraining and burnout. We even have fascinating peripheral topics like integrating nasal diaphragmatic breathing, dynamic stretching, injury prevention, and developing a peak performance mindset. It's really something, this course. We went all out for over two years with a great team to develop this this amazing home-based fitness education for you. And you get one-on-one expert email support and private Facebook group connection throughout your studies to ensure that you absorb everything optimally and you pass your series of exams and get certified. So go to primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad to enjoy a very special limited time. And I'm not kidding. This is a big time discount just for you. 25% off your tuition. A fantastic premium offer at primalhealthcoach.com slash brad for the most comprehensive fitness course you can ever find next comes from gabrielle from down under in aussie land dear brad and team i'm enjoying your podcast thanks for making it i've been listening for a few months now How's that for an Aussie accent? I think that was spot on. I don't know. Aussie listeners, will you give me this straight scoop? Anyway, Gabrielle says, in between other shows, I've heard a lot of useful information. I also like your focus going back to the show's title. And the non-arrogant approach is very attractive and makes listening more enjoyable. Well, thank you for the compliment, dear. She just listened to the parenting episode about not giving kids too much or non-specific praise. As a mum of two young boys, this was very useful. Thanks for being so brave to narrowcast it. I think I'm going to say I'm proud of my kids, but remove the statement from anything achievement linked and show them that I am just inherently proud of them for my sake, but they don't have to earn it. A beautiful, very well said, Gabrielle. Thank you. That's exactly uh, the message that I was trying to convey. And of course, the authors, uh, Ashley Merriman, who I had on the show, and Poe Bronson, you can be proud of your kid, uh, your kid's character and the person that they've become. I'm proud of the young man that you've become. I'm proud of the young lady that you've become. But not associating it with a specific performance is the trick here. Okay. Uh, they also, back to the original article that I was referencing, the inverse power of praise. Um, 
How Not to Talk to Your Kids. That's a New York Times article from 2007. And of course, the book Nurture Shock that it emanated from. Uh, Ashley Merriman and Poe Bronson writing that. If you're a parent, please go buy the book Nurture Shock. It's wonderful. It'll change your perspective to parenting. Uh, but the other uh, attribute that came in there that was somewhat controversial was they were talking about, um, uh, you know, it may not be valuable to tell your daughter that she's pretty because culture tends to traffic on looks and females tend to associate their self-esteem with their physical appearance to their detriment as they go through life rather than uh, nurturing other skills if they just traffic on their looks uh, they're going to end up a trophy wife someday hey nothing wrong with that if you're happy but you know what i'm getting at here so uh, instead of telling your daughter you're so pretty you're so beautiful all the time um, you kind of make that non-specific and make a statement like you know you're beautiful inside and out. So I've used that line on my daughter since 2007, rather than, uh, you know, trying to get into this um, potentially negative association with uh, one's appearance and one's self-worth, self-esteem, or what attributes they present to the world. Does that make sense? <sighs> Instead of, I guess the uh, counter example would be, oh, you're going to be a, a, a real heartbreaker when you get into high school uh, and things like that. And the girl smiles who's 14 when the, she meets her uncle and, and these kind of things. I can see the potential negativity there, right? I think it's pretty clear that we might want to take a step back from that, especially when our culture is so uh, over-sexualized and so caught up on appearances and the celebrities are, you know, um, just flaunting that to the extent that, that we've never seen before. So yeah, be chill, develop your entire personality uh, and you're beautiful inside and out, sweetie. Very nice. Back to Gabrielle's letter. Um, granted, I have philosophical conversations with my daughters about what all these words mean, so I think they might understand that parents are also silly humans without all the perfect words every time, I hope. I've also lately been aware of removing any specific praise from mention of love, not wanting to link the two. Oh, the tricky psychological minefield of parenting. So I really appreciated that episode. Oh, yeah, that's great. So the praise can come along, right? Wow, you did a great job uh, on that painting. I can tell you worked really hard. I noticed the detail on the birds up here in the corner. That's a huge difference from, you're such a talented artist. I love you so much. Ah, gag me with a spoon, as they say in the valley, not in Australia. But can you see the potential adverse impact of a statement like that, where you're connecting... Uh, first, I, I, I did a double faux pas there saying, you're such a talented artist. I love you so much. So the, um, praising the inherent talent rather than the effort is what causes kids to rest on their laurels and be averse to taking on additional challenges where they have the potential of failing. Because if you're a talented artist, oh my gosh, now all of a sudden that's part of your self-esteem and you don't want to go in and challenge yourself with a more rigorous uh, educational track because maybe then you won't find out that you're the most talented artist in the whole region of Australia or what have you. Okay, so that was the first mistake. And then connecting someone's artistic talent with your love for them. That's uh, muy mal noticias. Okay, great letter by Gabrielle. Thank you so much. And here comes a letter from John. 
Hey, man, incredible podcast with Matt Maruka. Yeah, did you like that one? The boy wonder of uh, light and mitochondrial health. What an amazing dude, man. Traveling the world, living the dream, running a wonderful business from a remote location. He's only 20 years old, 21 now, and uh, wealth of knowledge and information. So John said, I listened to that podcast twice. I'm going to listen to it again. Go back and listen to that, people, if you missed it. Matt Maruka. He's the uh, founder of Raw Optics, R-A-O-P-T-I-C-S, where he makes these wonderful blue light blocking glasses and is huge into the health benefits of uh, blocking uh, excessive blue light, especially after dark. Okay, that kid makes me feel dumb. I can't imagine being that smart and self-aware at his age. My kids are not too much younger than Matt, and I'm really trying to take in everything he said from diet to digital media, shutting off that digital media at night, and helping inform not just my kids, but me too. Keep up the great content. You do a super job of taking an open-minded approach with the guests and content to keep me from getting stuck in my little zone of beliefs. Oh, thanks for the nice compliment. You know, I hear other uh, podcasts sometimes and have that uh, that have that more contentious tone where they get a guest on there and they start busting their balls and it gets into be a little spicy and controversial and I think there's a lot of value to that especially if someone's uh, spouting some BS you can call them on it and um, I don't think I'm super strong in that area I mean I had Rip Esselstyn on who's an old friend of mine I respect him very much he's done a fantastic job motivating and inspiring other people in the world to get healthy. So I come into the show with that as my centerpiece and my love and fondness for what he's doing and his passion. And, uh, you know, he's the real deal. I've known him for 30 years. Uh, but, you know, he's the uh, vegan plant-based advocate uh, selling his line of foods and whole foods. He has a tremendous amount of uh, criticism for things like eggs and meat and uh, a blanket statements that are dismissive of the ancestral approach. So we certainly could have got into it and had a spicy podcast and uh, turned into a shouting match because of our extreme differences of opinion on things like uh, a vegan, vegetarian, uh, plant-exclusive diet and his blanket dismissal of the uh, world's most nutrient-dense foods that fueled human evolution. Uh, but what's the point? I mean, we probably have enough of that in life today. So my attempt on that show with Rip was to discover, to discover common ground and also to uh, perhaps engage in an exercise of uh, challenging and checking your belief systems and perhaps reinforcing them at the end of the show and perhaps uh, having a little doorway open to be more open-minded and critical thinking. And I will reference the same thing when I uh, interviewed Dr. Paul Saladino. And now here's a guy who's come and aggressively trying to upend uh, all the uh, beliefs that I've formed in many years of uh, being in the health and fitness scene and uh, writing books about diet and uh, touting the wonderful, colorful vegetables and fruits as the great centerpiece of the human diet. And uh, Saladino makes a very, very compelling argument that 
we might want to second guess this basic assumption that almost everyone agrees upon from all sides of the aisle until recently and the explosion in popularity of the carnivore diet movement. And if you go to meetrx.com, that's Sean Baker's website that uh, has collected a whole bunch of really cool success stories, or go to carnivoremd.com, that's Paul Saladino's website, there is some really compelling information there that many of us might want to second guess our commitment to vegetables because of potential uh, reactivity to the anti-nutrients that are contained in all plant foods. And that especially means grains and legumes, but also things like leafy greens and stuff that could be ripping up your stomach lining and causing leaky gut syndrome and all manner of downstream conditions, autoimmune and inflammatory conditions in the body that come from eating these wonderful plants that are supposed to be the centerpiece of the diet. So I am hereby uh, committed to maintaining an open mind and thinking critically about everything that comes my way, especially someone who's nice enough to be a podcast guest. Okay, so yeah, what other show can have a uh, guest list that includes both Rip Esselstyn and Dr. Paul Saladino and Dr. Sean Baker, the other uh, carnivore uh, movement leader? Pretty, pretty awesome stuff. So hopefully the listeners will embrace that. And if I need to be more badass sometime in the future, hopefully I will uh, come out swinging if necessary. We'll see, won't we? Anyway, um, thanks a lot from John for that compliment. And then John's final paragraph is, I'm getting back into tries after many years away from the sport and using my math heart rate, not overdoing the training, incorporating weight training, none of which I was doing in the 90s. <laughs> I'm trying to get the competitive thrill and actually be healthy. Imagine that. Oh, you're a funny guy like me, man. I almost said imagine that for all you listeners. And then I'm reading on his page. He wrote imagine that on the next line. <laughs> all right. Uh, Thanks for what you do, and I'm looking forward to trying Brad's Macadamia Masterpiece, the new nut butter coming soon. All right, John, great letter. I know we didn't get to too many, but I think that was a great show. We covered some important topics, and we will have more Q&A in the future. So thanks for listening. Please go leave a review. I'd really appreciate it wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to the show. We would love your feedback at getoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And we would also love if you could leave a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a hassle. You have to go to desktop iTunes, click on the tab that says ratings and reviews, and then click to rate the show anywhere from five to five stars. And it really helps spread the word so more people can find the show and get over themselves, because they need to. Thanks for doing it.